Hi there everyone, my name is Thomas Segi and I'm the 2019 Pride of the Hyde and welcome to The Kink Closet. This is a podcast where I go around interviewing people in the kink community to find out their stories. Today, I am joined by Mr. Adelaide Leather 2018, Patrick Reed. Hey, how are you? I'm good, Patrick. How are you? Very well. Good. So, welcome to The Kink Closet. Thank you. How do you feel? I feel good. We've had a, we've had a good weekend together. Yes, we have. We've gone around um, exploring parts of um, Sydney yeah, uh, and New South Wales because Patrick has joined us all the way from Adelaide. Yeah, being able to leave Adelaide was good, get, get away from it all. We've all, because of the unpleasantness, have had to stay in our own states, but it's good to see you. Good to see you too. Um, and it's one of the um, uh, actually rare occasions where we get to do an in-person interview. So yeah. they've mainly been virtual for most of these. Oh, cool. Yep. So, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask everyone else. Tell me who you were before you were a fetish person. Oh, that, that, that was a long time ago. Um, I first got introduced to kink when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was many moons ago. Yeah. Um, before that, I, like, I came out, I came out when I was 18, so I'd only been out for a year and I was still trying to find my feet as a gay person. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a pretty rough area of Adelaide. Yeah. I mean, you've been to where I used to live. It's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, only child, so the extra stress of having to come out to parents and say, look, you probably won't get grandchildren all that type of thing. So I was still trying to find my feet. And then um, I met a wonderful person, Justin, who was an amazing trans man that um, took me under his wing Mm-hmm. At that stage, and started exposing me to to different uh, to, to kink slowly, and um, um, and that that led me to my love of um, of all things kinky. Um, I had a bit of a break, sort of from about nineteen to oh god, about twenty six. I was really into it, yeah. and then sort of um, I got into a relationship with someone that wasn't that into it, so I kind of parked the kink part of my part of my personality uh, and then slowly like 10 or so years later started discovering it again mm-hmm. found a love of leather which I didn't before yeah um, and just embraced it um, I also got introduced to pot play yeah as well uh, as a handler um, and I've got myself a puppy now miles who's back home in Adelaide um, and I've, I've really embraced it I mean to to run for mr. Adelaide leather was was quite a um, quite a big deal for me because I'm quite a private person. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, I've loved I've loved every minute of it. Um, but before then, I was like a dorky, pimply, 18, 19 year old, still living with my parents. Um, I used to go to a drop in, like a support group for young queer youth in Adelaide, and that's how I met most of my friends and met Justin. What's a drop in like? It's good. Um, it, it's basically the only support in Adelaide for young queer youth, sort of, um, they did 16 to 24 year olds. Um, because there was no real, I mean, way back when there was no apps, there was no, um, there was no electricity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, we got TV last year. Uh, uh, we got power now. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a battery. You got a battery. Yeah. Um, but, but, but back then you had to sort of go places to meet people. So, um, 
and that was it. that was in the city. So every Friday night they'd have a drop in to, I mean they'd cover um, their remit was sexual health as yeah. well. So they would promote getting tested and using condoms and stuff like that. Um, but it was a really good um, place to meet new people because I'd never really met a gay person. Not in your not, area. Not in my area because um, it just wasn't the done thing back then. So. Yeah, I uh, first got exposed to King quite a long time ago. So, okay, so please tell me more about Justin because a very common theme in a lot of these episodes is there's always that one person. Yeah. And I'm not too sure if my listeners are, um, if they're sick to death of hearing about it, but I always like to hear it. Tell me about your experience with your person. How did they help you get into King? Well, um, it, back then, um, Justin was pre-transition. Yeah. So, um, and he he was dealing with his own demons as well at that point. Um, but it was it was because in in Adelaide back then the the year was for for queers uh, queer people in Adelaide. It was kind of structured. We had sort of parties at every like when I first came out. There's there's sleaze sleaze ball. Yeah. In Adelaide, and that was my first sort of dipping my toe in the water of of kink. And Justin was really open about me exploring different things. Um, and if I had a question, it was never too much trouble to for him to answer it for me. Yeah. Um, and and I really really appreciated that. And then because I would be because it, it's hard like when you first get into kink you're a little bit embarrassed that you might be into something that's a bit strange yeah um and explaining also explaining the etiquette of it all which i think is really important which doesn't happen now um that um even basic stuff like you know yeah tell us about the etiquette tell us um, about that about how to approach someone and if they're in a if they're playing you need to ask permission to to, to, to get involved or even even basic stuff about how to like when I was coming out how to address a drag queen you know use their use their female name when they're in drag and you know use their male name when they're not yeah um, and also a love of because uh, a love of respect of like the, the people that have gone before us so um, how leather culture came about of you know motorcycle clubs and having to identify that's how you would identify who's gay and who's not and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing and um, which I don't think a lot of people do now, um, about also, because when, when I first came out, it was the end of the AIDS epidemic because I came out in the nineties. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and learning all about that as well, which, um, gave me a good foundation in the rest of my life in my coming out journey. Well, that'd be a different time. Yeah. Because... You know, when when I grew up, you were scared that you're going to get sick and die. Um, you know, I I grew up in the '80s as a kid, so you know you, the stuff you saw on TV scared the bejesus out of you. Yeah. Uh, but but Justin sort of took it, like we had a like a group of people that we would hang around with, um, and then they were they were my core friend group that um, we would explore kink kink together. But Justin was has been the main sort of thread through my life. And it was also quite good the fact that when he decided to make the um, the amazing decision to live his truth as a, as a man, um, not till he was in his forties, um, I was be, I was there able to support him through that as well. No. Um, and especially with all the 
like it, in the in the uh, the kink community, especially the leather community, there's been some there's been some toing and froing and and controversy around trans men in the in the leather community as well. Um, and my experience with Justin has been able to help me sort of navigate people through that as well and help them to understand as well. I know our guest before this one, it was Jack, who oh, is yeah, Jack. the most prominent yeah. uh, trans black man in leather at the moment. And that, that was amazing because in my title year, because in Adelaide, your title year is at the end of the year. So you do November to November. Yeah. So even though I was Mr. Um, Adelaide Leather 2018, I had the whole of 2019 as my title year. So um, luckily I had the means to get to IML to promote promote Geared and the and the Adelaide Leather and Fetish um, uh, uh, group in Adelaide, community in Adelaide, um, because um, I really want to enter IML. Yeah. But, and they said that if you have the means, go and experience it first. Yeah. Because when you're doing it, it's just a whirlwind and you're not really absorbing that you're in mm. Chicago or yeah. able to have a good time because you're just, you're just competing. And I was lucky enough to be there to watch Jack win. And that was, that was amazing. Yeah. Now, first of all, I just want to, just a follow up question. Uh, do you still talk to Justin? Yes. Yes. Um, it's got a bit harder because Justin is now in, in Tasmania. Yeah. Um, he um, is a PhD in social work, so he's, he's in a uni down there. Um, but we, we still message each other and talk. Good. Um, and if I've got a question, I'll still I'll still ask him. It's good that you still got that support yeah. person and mentor still close by with you. Yeah. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is your break. The break in the in the middle. In the, in yeah. the middle. Yeah. All right. Now you've told us the why, but what? Did you, what was going through those years um, with the, with that break between it? How did that make you feel? I mean, you and I have talked about my relationship in that. In that. It's not about the relationship. No, it's but it, it, the, it's, the it's kind of... It, well, yeah, well, yeah I, the reason I took the break was because the other person in the relationship, it, they really weren't into it. Yeah. Um, and I tried throughout the period um, I was with um, my ex-partner was... I tried to, I mean, I kind of had some success at the end. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you'd know, we've, I've, I brought my uh, ex-partner to events. Yeah. Um, but for him, it was more about looking good in leather, not the community. Yeah. Um, which was, was really different for me. Um, when I won my title, it wasn't my partner at the time. It was my puppy that encouraged me to, to do it. To do it. Um, and meeting meeting my puppy Miles, that was my main catalyst for trying to get back into it again. Um, and um, during the, during that time that I wasn't doing it, I did feel like something I wasn't something was missing mm-hmm. because I, I I loved it so much. But I guess at the time you make compromises to to have like someone things. that's there for you and and. Um, and it, I guess it's hard as well when you're meeting people. I mean, back then I didn't, I didn't have the kink scene to, to be around. And if you meet someone on an app or, well, I met my partner at a pub. Um, it's not something you can bring up straight away. No. I find, which is hard um, because they either think you're a pervert or um, you're strange. And it's hard to, it's hard to, well, at the time, 
I'll rephrase that. At the time, it was hard for me to to bring it up, so I just parked it and and went on with the relationship. Going forward now, do you still park it? No, not at all. No, it's 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 who I am. I'm proud to be um, a kinkster, mm-hmm. and I'm proud that I won the title. Um, I was the 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 third. Mr. Adelaide Leather, um, I've got a great, um, a great kink family. I mean, we've had a discussion about it before that when um, I, we, my partner and I separated last year, it was my kink friends and family that supported me in that, um, and I'm forever grateful to that. So, um, do I see myself meeting someone else? And no, I could, I could never. It's too much of a part of me now to to park it away yeah even even my like i'm so lucky my mum and dad um support it it. um uh before i think you and i were going to run for mr Uh, australian leatherman yeah yeah and before that that sort of got parked away and on hiatus for a while my mum and dad were going to come to that in sydney oh so are mine yeah so (laughs) so um i i think that's hysterical i mean when I did my step-down speech, my mum told me to let Sky know who made my sash, because yeah. my mum's blind, that it was a sp- the, the letters were spiky, so she could actually read, read it. it with her hand. So um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm lucky there. My parents have, um, are proud to show me photos to the rest of the family. So I... I, I is you see it, no need no. to, to um, stifle it or have it hidden from when... Yeah, I mean, but work. My work colleagues. I took ages to, to, um, come out as a leather man to them. But when I did, they were they were they were they were great as well. So and to some people, like there's a, there's multiple fears, and um, it's funny enough with the kink closet, you're coming in, then you're coming out again. This is as many people say you have multiple coming outs as a kinky person. Yeah, because it's one thing just to come out as queer. But another thing to come out as actually these are other aspects of my life that I'm also into. Yeah, and and back when I first got exposed to kink, it was it was a lot more. I wouldn't say it wasn't accepted. It it was a lot more private parties and you know venues where you'd have to know where it is to knock on the door to know that it's a it's a kink, a kink venue. Whereas I find it's more accepted now. I yeah. mean, even even it's the story of, of of coming out gay too. The fact that when I first came out, it wasn't really. I mean, nothing like the 60s, 70s. But when I came out in the 90s, it was still... Hard. Yeah, hard as well. Um, but now I, I think... Not that I'm not putting anyone's coming out that like journey now, but I think it might be just a little bit easier. At different aspects, I think. There, there's always different challenges. Yeah. Moving on from that, uh, give us a like a insight to... Your pup and handler relationship. Yep. Because, you know, we've had a handler on here before. Yep. But you're, I think, coming at it from a slightly different angle to some other... Yeah, I... I, I, um, I met my pup online, um, but from the beginning it wasn't... The relationship with Miles wasn't mainly pup handler. It was getting to know... Miles as a person as well because yeah. he's got other facets to his life rather than being a pup. Whereas what the way 
like I still call myself a handler, but my relationship with pup miles is it's we use pup play as as a um as an aspect of our of our sex life yeah um not so much going out as pup and handle to events it's more about um us having fun at home yeah um whereas there are other and uh, you know and, and we'd still have the the handler pup relationship when he's in that headspace yeah but it's not in that headspace all the time um, I, um, I met Puppet on Recon, um, but at that time he wasn't identifying as Pup. Yeah. He, something he wanted to explore. So we explored it together and, and I, I, like I said, although I can't call myself a handler, it's not in the classical sense of, um, I think some handlers and I know, I know some back in Adelaide have multiple pups and it's yeah. more of a, of, a, of a formal lifestyle thing, whereas for Puppy and I... Um, we have that aspect of our lives, but it's not our main focus in the relationship. Fair enough. Uh, with your time being more public in the community, tell me about something that really made you proud of the community. Well, uh, if, if we just focus, or oh, there's heaps of it, um, like in Adelaide, we um, we basically created a an amazing weekend fetish event from scratch. Yeah, and, and in no way am I taking credit for that. There's other like um, uh, Jerry, who was the original Mister Adelaide Leather, created it, mm. and we uh, and we've created a, a um, uh, incorporated body uh, to to run it, Adelaide Leather and Fetish. Um, this year's been a bit rocky with everything um but we we've built the geared weekend as one of the predominant um leather weekends in australia and i think people look forward to going um plus we're also really really proud of the fact that we have at the moment the only female title in australia which i think is amazing my title um i'm, I'm allowed to call them my sash wife jody um she was the first one to win the title and uh, in my year and I'm so proud to have um, shared the stage uh, with her them them sorry um, she'll laugh at that because I, I have to I've got a like a swear jar that I put money in every time I mispronoun uh, mispronoun them um, but uh, up to like 10 bucks now. I know right um, she'll, she'll, uh, they will have a laugh they almost <laughs> did it again um, but I'm really proud with the the, the event we've uh, we've created. Um, it's part of the Adelaide um, Gay and Lesbian Festival yeah. um, uh, feast. Uh, the other thing I'm I'm really proud of is the fact that um, I was able to travel a lot and promote mm -hmm. promote Adelaide. I mean, winning winning the title was something I didn't think was going to happen. Um, um, I mean, pop my pop Miles is, should have the credit for that because I said I was thinking of entering and I got application forms and things thrown at me and new outfits bought and, and stuff like that um, but I'm really really proud of the the, uh, the, the community we've created in Adelaide I think we didn't have that before and that, that was another reason why um, I, I don't think I rediscovered my kink roots sooner because there wasn't a community there wasn't part. a community in Adelaide to I mean there, there was under the surface but if you want to get back into it it, it was 
where do I start? That type of thing. Nice. And to end it off, uh, what little advice would you give to, let's make it specific, someone who is in a more regional country suburb of their city yep. trying to find themselves as a king star? I mean, I, I guess I went through the same thing when I lived out at, in the northern suburbs of Adelaide, uh, which is kind of the same thing. But I guess now it's a little, a little bit easier. I mean, if you have to do a little bit of digging to hmm. see, like use the internet to your advantage. See if even if there's not a kink organization in your local area, maybe get in touch with someone um, at a kink uh, organization in a capital city. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of people that contact ALF um, with questions about where do I go for this? Is there any support for that? And we, we push them in the right direction. Um, so yeah, do that. I mean, at Adelaide Leather and Fetish, we want to make everyone welcome. So even if you were, like at the moment, uh, as much as, as COVID has um, curtailed face-to-face -face events, I think now is even better for people in rural or remote areas to um, zoom into one of our meetings, which we've been having quite a lot. Um, instead of get, having get-togethers, because we can't because of, of restrictions, we've been having a lot of stuff online. Mm -hmm. But also say that you don't, if you want to come to an event, you don't have to have the full kit. Yeah. If you want to come to an event and see what we're like, turn up in anything, civvies, whatever, we don't care. Um, and then in our community, we're quite good. So if you turn up and want to come to the next one, I'll let you borrow a harness or I'll, what are you into? I'll, we'll work something out for you. Good. Um, but yeah, like d definitely use the internet to your advantage. We've got a lot of stuff online at the moment, uh, a lot of zoom meetings happening, um, and, and get started that way. There may not be anyone in your local area, but there are plenty of people that can offer you support and guidance, um, to, to get into kink if you want to do that. Nice. All right, well, Patrick, I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for coming into the King Closet and coming out again. No problem at all. How do you feel after coming out through the King Closet? Great. Very oh. proud. Oh, good on you. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, everyone. So thank you for tuning in and listening, and I hope to catch you on the next episode. See you later. Bye.